Hello, and welcome to the Data Cloud Podcast. Today's episode features an interview with Christina Roa, Vice President of International at Securonix, and Omer Singer, Head of Cybersecurity Strategy at Snowflake. Both are industry leaders and shared their expertise with us today. In this episode, they'll dig into all things cybersecurity, from how to outmaneuver the bad guys to helping customers be more secure to so much more. So please enjoy this interview between Christina Roa, Omer Singer, and your host, Steve Hamm. So I want to welcome Christina and Omer today. It's great to have you on the podcast. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having us. I'm thrilled to be here. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. Great. Now, cybersecurity is often described as an arms race, with the good guys often racing to catch up with the latest techniques introduced by the bad guys, the malicious players. What's the state of the competition today? Yeah, Steve, I, th- I think that's that's a, a fair description, and, and the bad guys are definitely ahead in the race. They are adapting, right? So whenever you see changes like the big move to the cloud and work from home, all these changes, they're, they're providing new opportunities for the adversaries, and they're adapting, they're taking advantage of it. And yeah, all that is definitely making making life interesting for the defenders that are out there protecting the each business and, and its data. To follow on to what Omer had to say, the bad guys definitely are a, a step ahead, and it's our jobs to think about where they're going. What's really going on now is that the bad guys are attacking vectors that we never thought about. Before, they went after the data in the centralized data centers and the users with phishing attacks and things like that. Now they're going after the IT supply chain, if you will, or the IT pieces that make up an organization, the the software. If you think about things like Log4J and SolarWinds, they're the bad guys we're going after software applications that make up the infrastructure of an organization. And this was something that we had really never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me understand. So you're talking about some of the new stuff. What are the very newest threats that we're seeing? Data, obviously, but also you, you mentioned the software infrastructure. Omer, what are your top security threats that you're seeing today? Yeah, d- definitely those supply chain attacks are, are, are just really hard to deal with. If you look at kind of every company relying on software to such an extent and, and everybody's applications are made up of all these components, right? It's enough for the attackers to get at one of those components and, and they can find themselves with a tremendous amount of access. So that's hard. There's also just a lot of mistakes that naturally happen when everybody is moving as fast as they are today in order to be competitive as a business. We're, we're seeing different security teams dealing with things like API keys, being accidentally kind of just published out in public code repositories. And it's incredible how fast those keys are then picked up by bad guys. I mean, we're literally talking seconds before a key that you maybe accidentally just for a second publish out to some public code repo. And and you'll see just the attacker bots using those keys in order to gain access to, to, to infrastructure quickly setting up things like crypto mining operations and just really, really fast pace. And I think that's just going to accelerate. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so what do they do? Do they have some kind of bot scanners that are just out there constantly looking for code that might be useful and maybe some kind of AI, some kind of machine learning, being able to identify what might be and grabbing it? Is that is that the way they do that? 
Yeah, I mean, these cybercrime operations, it's a big business. And just like we see in the enterprise side, everybody's trying to leverage automation as much as possible. Yeah. And the cyber criminals are doing just, just the same. So yeah, it's it's all automated. I think there's some smarts today, but the truth is there's still so much low-hanging fruit for these cybercrime outfits to take advantage of that they are able to, to keep it pretty simple and and get a ton of access with just basic approaches today. Yeah. Now, you talked about the bad guys always seem to be one step ahead. Well, of course, in the in the security software business, cybersecurity business, we've got lots of legacy players out there. And, and the question is, have they been able to keep up with, are they able to respond quickly enough to uh, what the malicious players are doing? Are they really adequate for the job? And, and what's driving customers to, to seek new approaches? Yeah, the legacy players haven't been as focused on detection as they should be. And that has really put organizations at risk. And if you think about what these solutions were designed to protect, they were designed to protect traditional infrastructure and applications, which were hosted in data centers and everything was was fairly centralized. And you focused on keeping the bad guys outside of the firewall. As we've moved to operating in the cloud, we've moved workloads to the cloud, we've moved processes to the cloud. The data is everywhere. The processing is everywhere. And there's so much more data. So you really have to focus on protecting the, the processes, the applications, and the endpoints where all this computing is done. And the biggest thing is the scale that we're experiencing. There's so much more data. There's so much more processing that's going on. And most of the legacy solutions can't support that scale that the the cloud has brought to to bear. I I think that's right. I hear that from customers all all the time. It's this frustration with dealing with all these limitations, trying to manage around the limitations when like we talked about how hard this stuff is and how fast everything is moving. And then at the same time, the security team needs to work around how much data they can collect and what kind of automation they can put in place. So they're really flying blind and, and fighting with one arm tied behind the back. And it's it, it is a really scary position to be to be in when, when you are the CISO at a large company and you know that you're being targeted, but you also know that you're only able to have eyes on some of the activity and be able to respond to some of the things that are happening. It's a, it's a very scary position. And, and so we're hearing from customers that they are trying to kind of push us to, to help them in this area and to, to remove some of these limitations that are being imposed by the legacy traditional players in the cybersecurity space. Yeah, yeah. Now, what are the hot areas of, of technology and of, of finance these days is cyber currency. And your Uber drivers like to be trading Bitcoin these days as, as anything else. It's gotten pretty crazy. So is cyber currency throwing a new factor into the security battle? Oh, my, yes. It's allowed the bad guys to rapidly monetize the data breaches and data exposures that they've done. And if you think about it, the way you always caught the bad guys was following the money. And you worked with the banking network to, to see where the money was going. There isn't a money trail now. These transactions aren't centralized and the ledgers are stored across people's personal computers in different countries across the globe. So it really has, like I said, enabled the monetization of these bad actions 
considerably. That's an incredible thought. You can't follow the money anymore. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's scary in a lot of realms, not just cybersecurity, but yeah. Now, in the early days of public cloud, a lot of organizations were at first reluctant to move their applications and data to the cloud because they, they had security concerns. A lot of the financial companies, some of these big outfits, how has that played out over these last few years? Is it still an issue? What I'm seeing in the market is a rapid change. It used to be that the financial institutions in particular weren't moving to the cloud. A lot of governments weren't moving to the cloud, but that has changed tremendously in the last couple of years. The world's largest, most conservative financial institutions have now moved to the cloud to be able to be competitive. And the only folks that I really see staying on-prem or, or avoiding the cloud are governments that have a, a dark site, they have no access to the internet, or countries that have data sovereignty laws that don't allow them to take data outside their country borders, but there isn't a cloud platform in country right. to work on. So there isn't an AWS or an Azure or a GCP for them to, to host their applications and workloads in. So they they have to stay on prem. Yeah, yeah, and and I've and I've seen this evolve firsthand in my for for some years at Snowflake, just seeing how prevalent and mainstream this has become. And if in the early days we still needed to convince enterprises that they can trust the public cloud as a place to 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 do their data analytics, which can be scary. Right, we we invested a lot as Snowflake to make sure that the data would be secured and governed and and facilitate that move up to the cloud and and the conversation has become just like how do we do this securely, not whether we can do it at at, at all, but definitely it's something that can be scary from a security architecture perspective when the enterprise is in this race to move up to the cloud, how does the security organization keep up? And can the security organization achieve the same posture in the cloud as they had in the data center? That's something that we 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 help customers with as, as part of just this move to doing data analytics in the cloud. Now there's also like, how do we support cybersecurity to be successful with their mission in, in a cloud-centric environment? So let's actually follow that lead right there. I want to talk about strategy and then let's we'll do each company first Snowflake. So Omer, please explain Snowflake's top level cybersecurity strategy for the whole for the platform. Where did it stand? I know you've been there about four years. So things have changed rapidly, I think. So where did it stand four years ago when you joined and where does it stand now? Yeah, so Snowflake as a data platform has been focused on security from day one. And when I joined the company, we just continued to ramp that up and make sure that we are securing the platform from end to end so that customers can trust us with their most valuable asset, right? Their their data. And that continues to be the case. What's interesting is increasingly we heard from customers that, hey, can you help us to analyze all the security data that we're generating? because this data was just super fragmented all over the place. Some of it was going to certain SIM solutions. Some of it was going just to these cloud buckets and some was never being collected at all. And breaking down silos and mobilizing data is what Snowflake's been about always. And so what we're hearing and what we are helping customers with 
is a cybersecurity strategy that is data-driven, that has the data centralized and put to use for the different security use cases so that the whole enterprise can be more secure. Yeah. So the idea is they're collecting a huge amount of data and they've got to collect it, manage it, and look for anomalies and, and or patterns that might indicate something's amiss, right? Is that, is that how it works? That's, that, that's right. The CISO and the CISO's organization wants to join the rest of the company in a data platform that, right. that's going to work for them in terms of the specific use cases. You, know, you mentioned anomaly detection or behavior analytics. Like These are areas where there's also a lot of expertise needed and a lot of research, ongoing research into attacker techniques required. And, and that's where our strategy is very partner-driven. And we're looking to work with those cybersecurity companies that, that can deliver these capabilities on the customer's Snowflake, on the customer's security data lake. And that's really where Securonix comes in. Okay. So, Christina, let's, let's explore some stuff with you for a minute here. Tell us a bit about Securonix, its approach to providing security measures in the cloud and the products it's got. So Securonix has always been focused on providing the best threat detection in the market. Historically, our industry hasn't been the best at finding the unknown bad, new things that are coming up every single day that the bad guys are throwing at us. And so the way we've done this is by applying machine learning and behavior analytics to all this data that we have, and not just applying it to the IT infrastructure and things like that, but also applying it at, for instance, the applications that organizations use. So Securonix has always applied machine learning and behavior analytics to not only the traditional security data sets, but the applications or the crown jewels of, of an organization. It's not just been about the infrastructure, the IT infrastructure, but getting to the business applications and protecting those and what's going on there. And as we've move to the cloud and data is everywhere and accessible by almost everyone, it's been about protecting all of the, the compute and the work streams that are going on in the cloud and even expanding it to other types of data. Because again, we've always looked at Securonix at not just protecting the infrastructure, but any type of data that we can within the organization. So now it's it's spreading to protecting OT and IoT data because those devices and the processes that they run are critical to an organization. Right, right. Well, I get that. Now, I understand that Snowflake recently made an investment in Securonix. What's the reason for the partnership and, and how do you guys work together on behalf of customers? Right. And this, this is where I think Snowflake is bringing in its, its experience from making the traditional data teams more successful and then bringing that to this security organization. So if you look at our, our, our traditional data warehouse use cases where we would have an ETL partner for loading in data in a normalized way so that it's useful for the analysts and business intelligence tools for reporting 
on that data, right? Making it easy to consume insights. I mean, that's been a very successful stack for the data side of the house. Now, as we're thinking about the security side of the house, how do we make them successful with a data-driven strategy? Well, Securonix, with a very open approach to threat detection and response, brings that security-specific ETL capability saying, hey, we can collect data from on-prem and from cloud infrastructure and from SaaS applications. We can bring that all in, enrich it, normalize it, right? Load it into Snowflake in a way that's going to be useful for incident responders, for compliance analysts, right? Whoever in the security organization wants to get at the data. And then also covering the BI side with dashboards that are built for security use cases, like for example, incident response and making those available to the security team as well, taking advantage behind the scenes of the customer Snowflake, but in an experience that is tailored and familiar to the security operations center. So for us, this was a, a, a just a natural partnership that we wanted to invest in. And I'm, I'm just really excited that, that we have been able to make that investment and to use it just to turbocharge our, our relationship. Yeah, the Securonix plus Snowflake solution for a customer is just a huge win-win. As cyber threats become more sophisticated, we need to look at more data over longer periods of time because the bad guys are very, very patient. And with Snowflake, customers can leverage huge data sets over a long period of time combined with the best of breed analytics that Securonix provides, they really are getting ahead of the game on the threat detection. So for our customers to be able to have a better solution to find threats is terrific for us. And the, and the partnership with, with Snowflake has, has been great. Yeah. Totally. And, and it really has led to collaboration, very deep collaboration at the product level. We're just thinking about how do we make customers more successful through this joint solution, doing things like, can we eliminate a cold storage tier so that all the data is always hot, always accessible to incident responders? Like, hey, that sounds like a great place to be. And it's something that, that, that we can enable together. How do we have flexible pricing that lets customers choose hey, what do we want to analyze to different extents so that they can cost effectively get visibility across all their infrastructure? Like these are very exciting developments that you haven't seen so much in the past. And because we have this kind of best of breed approach with Securonix as a security layer and Snowflake as that data layer, together we are able to make these product improvements available to customers. Yeah, yeah. Now, I understand you have this this kind of model called connected application. And I guess the best way to envision it, or one way to envision it, is like you have the iPhone or any kind of smartphone, and you have all these apps that that, that fit on top of it. And, and people can choose one, and they can choose another, whatever, whatever is, is best for their uses. So how does it work between the Snowflake platform, which becomes the enterprise cloud data platform how does that work with the with the enterprise snowflake and and secure onyx being three pillars help me understand that oh yeah the the connected application model is is one to watch for anyone in the doing b2b anything and specifically in cybersecurity right. because what we're seeing is with the data cloud and the idea that you can have this very scalable very reliable 
data platform. The enterprise customers for the first time are on the same footing as the application vendors that serve them. And so what we're able to do is to say, Securonix, you just focus on what you do best, which is building that cybersecurity application. Let us worry about building the best data platform. And customers can just deploy that Securonix SIM or XDR solution on top of the Snowflake data cloud. And so this model, I think, is what we're going to see increasingly. It puts the customers in control of their data, and it lets the vendors focus on what they do best. And so increasingly, I think what we're going to see is B2B SaaS applications making this connected application model as an option to their customers. Yeah, this is huge for customers to be able to not only own their own security data, have it in an open format, but to be able to use it in areas other than just security because they own it and they can make it available to whomever they want. Yeah. Um, so Securonix and, and Snowflake have this relationship, but Snowflake is, is doing this with a lot of different SaaS security vendors. So give us a sense, Omar, of how does that work? What's the relationship? Is, are, are they all at the same level of formality and, and uh, collaboration or others more of a arm's length kind of relationships? Yeah, I mean, going back to that race, you know, that we started off talking about that arms race between the bad guys, the cyber criminals, and the security teams trying to defend the business. Imagine how exciting it's going to be for the cybersecurity teams when they have this single source of truth that powers all their different use cases. Now they're not fighting the bad guys separately each time in each area, but rather they have this unified approach where they do threat detection and response. Yep. Like we've been talking about, but also, for example, governance, risk, and compliance, vulnerability management, application security, right? The use cases go on and on. Today, each one of those is dealt with separately. And so the strength of the security team is divided, right? Makes them less less effective, makes their jobs much harder. What we are enabling for cybersecurity teams at Snowflake is to start off with that unified single source of truth in their security data lake, and then pick their best of breed solution of choice for the different use cases. And so, yeah, we, we definitely are partnering with additional cybersecurity companies. We make sure that they have good support for Snowflake so that it's easy for customers to deploy. And we're seeing this in areas like compliance automation, very successful for customers today. So, Omer, when I think about the the Snowflake platform and all the incredible data sharing that it enables, not just within a company and breaking down the silos within a company, but between business partners in supply chains and distribution chains. And I would think that this really opens up whole new avenues for dealing with security, maybe collaborating around it. So tell me how that's being used these days by by enterprises in, in these ways. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's a great question because it is one of those exciting ways in which security teams are discovering that they can be more successful through the power of the data cloud. And we're seeing that at enterprises that have rolled out a security data lake, they created a Snowflake account for the security team. That security team can use data sharing to get secure governed access to business data 
from the existing core Snowflake account to the security account and, and use that business data for context in the course of investigations. And, and, and that's been great to see. And what I'm excited to see in the coming years is as more security teams are up and running with their security data lake and not just do an incident response with that data, but also using that data to analyze their posture and how their security program is faring in different areas according to different security controls and frameworks. What we expect to see is that data sharing is going to let these security teams share information about their posture with their peers, again, in a secured governed way. It doesn't mean that everything is available to everyone, but helping the defenders to learn from each other, right? Where are they as a cohort, as an industry doing well? What are areas where they should be improving when it comes to things like vulnerability management? How long does it take your your typical, let's say financial services company to patch critical Linux security updates, right? That kind of thing. If we can start seeing stats on things like that shared between peers, it's going to make everybody more successful. And they're all on the same side, right? Protecting right, right. against the bad guys. No, I think that's a, a great new opportunity. Christina, does this bear on, on your company's strategy as well, or is it more like just the Snowflake platform? I, I think what we're able to do now is, as Omer was projecting, is as we have this data and, and can analyze it and analyze the processes that, that security goes through and the metrics that they're delivering on, it's not just about sharing the processes, but what the results are. And we've never been able to do that before. And with the, the analytics that we're able to provide now, we can. I see the future. What a fascinating modern age we live in. Just what the future holds. So I'm going to ask you guys to put on your visionary caps for a minute and look out several years, maybe even five years. What do you think are going to be the major security threats to organizations and what strategies and technologies will emerge to help deal with these threats? And is there any glimmer of hope for the security industry and enterprises to actually get ahead of the bad guys at some point, leapfrog the bad guys for a change? It's a tough question. Who wants to go first? <laughs> you know, I, I think we're seeing several things. One, yeah. as companies are really moving workloads to multiple cloud platforms, they don't want to be tied in and they want the flexibility to move data and processes around They've moved to containerization so that multi-cloud really can become a reality. And therefore, we need to not only protect the data in a spot, but protect the entire process of how the, the data and the containers are deployed um, and used and moved from one environment to the other. And in conjunction with that, we have to be able to protect everything that makes up that, that, that process, protect the plugins, protect the open source data, protect the entire development life cycle chain. And so we really have to look at this holistically. And as more and more data sets come in to the environment, we have to be able to secure those. So as OT devices and IoT devices provide sensor data, we've got to be able to protect those devices also because they are part of the ecosystem of an organization. Right. 
And so any hope of any glimmers of hope of, of the forces of good overcoming the forces of evil. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a battle that goes on till the end of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fortunately. Yes. Yeah. And Omer, so what's your vision of the future? Yeah, I, I think in, in the future, we're going to see the breach timelines just continue to compress in terms of the automation that attackers are bringing to bear. Everything's going to continue to speed up, happen faster and faster. And the impact is going to continue to grow as everything becomes more abstract on the IT side. A successful attack means more impact to the business and, and across businesses, right? That's what we're we're seeing this the start of that, but it's it's only going to become more and more. And, and these threats are not going away, right? If you think about who's behind them, these are very organized businesses. This is how they put food on the table. They're not going away and they're going to continue to innovate in order to be successful. But I think there is hope. I think there's hope in that the cybersecurity team is joining the rest of the enterprise in a data-driven approach. And we've seen what analytics can do in transforming, for example, marketing and finance. And we haven't yet seen that really happen on the cybersecurity side, but we are starting to see it now. So if I had to kind of bet in terms of the cybersecurity skills of the future, I think you're going to see data analytics and SQL and BI and data science increasingly be skills that are successfully leveraged by security teams. And over time, with enough visibility and automation, I think that the good guys can get ahead in this race. Well, that's an encouraging thought (laughs) and a good place to end. So, yeah, this has been a fascinating discussion. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, this is amazingly complicated. But I thought some of these ideas, like the idea of the connected application model, it just seems ingenious. And also... This idea of getting really a contextual view, not just security data, but the data around it from the operational business data and really understanding, well, what's the context for, for these events or these anomalies that we're seeing? Those are, are both concepts that I had not heard of before, and I think they're both really interesting. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners will want to follow up and do some of their own research on that. So. Anyway, thank you both very much for this conversation. I think it's really great to have somebody from the application side and somebody from the platform side. I think it really gives a holistic view that will be really useful to a lot of our listeners. So thanks a lot. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve, for the time. We really appreciate it. The Data Cloud World Tour is making 21 stops around the globe so you can learn about the latest innovations at Snowflake's Data Cloud at a venue near you. Join your fellow data leaders at one of our full-day events to network with Snowflake customers and technology partners, attend educational breakout sessions, and learn how to drive more value from your data. Find an event near you at www.snowflake.com data cloud world tour.